Hi, this is Rosanna and welcome to Clear Path Podcast. It's a brand new podcast that is meant to bring clarity into your life. So with the world the way it is right now, if you feel confused about who you are, who is God, how do I connect with him, how do I connect with my true self, my deeper self as I was created, this is a place for you to discover who you are and just how much you are loved. So I want to welcome you to the journey and welcome you to the clear path. Hello friends, Rosanna here, and I'm so glad you're listening today. Today is a very special podcast. Today I'm sharing tools and tips to actually hearing God's voice and knowing what he wants for your life. So it sounds pretty exciting, right? I mean, it really is. So, but before I tell you the story that inspired today's message, I invite you to follow this show so it's going to automatically come to your device. Clear Path with Rosanna is now available, you guys. It's so exciting. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So go ahead and hit the follow button so you always get the latest episode without any extra hassle. So, What if I told you that God means for you to not only believe in him, but he also wants you to hear his voice. And I don't mean a loud booming from the sky, but an inner knowing of what he's saying. So this can come in the form of what the scriptures call a word of knowledge, where suddenly you know something that you had no human way of knowing. Or through prophecy, like we talked about in the previous episode, where another human is speaking to you on God's behalf. Jesus said his sheep know and listen to his voice. So this is supposed to be a defining mark of a Christian's life. However, so many Christians have no idea how to hear Jesus' voice. Personally, I think this is because most Christians have never really met their, I guess you could call it their long lost cousin. Yeah, it's like they have a family member they have completely forgotten about or at least underestimated. So if that's you or maybe you know someone you could pass this on to, the long lost cousin to whom I'm referring is the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus said he would speak to us through the Holy Spirit that the spirit would take from him what was his and give it to us. How exciting is that, that today, like literally right now, even while you're listening to this podcast and Jesus is seated at the right hand of the father in heaven, and he has a message for you that the Holy Spirit has taken from Jesus to give to you. I believe he has a message for you every single day. That's why Jesus taught us to pray for our daily bread. He wasn't talking about physical food. The bread is himself. He said, I am the bread that comes from heaven. And the way he gives himself to us now, it's like getting daily manna like the Israelites used to gather for each day through the Holy Spirit. So I like to call it daily manna, hearing from Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. The only thing you need to do is to be in a position to hear the message. So today I'm going to tell you a short story of how this worked miraculously in my life one time when I really needed to hear the voice of God. I needed clear direction. So I'm sharing this story because if you follow the same steps I did, I believe you're going to start hearing God more clearly. So here we go. 
in 2011, yeah, I know a long time ago, I was in Florida on vacation. Like I do every year, go to Florida um, on the same week every year. So I was actually back then I was a business consultant, but I felt like there was more that I should be doing to help other people instead of just helping them make more money. So I did something that I've done for several years. When we go on vacation, I took an entire day by myself to seek God. And that may not seem like a big deal to some people. And I mean, in fact, it's not like a big sacrifice on my part, but it's just an intentional setting aside of a day that most people make about themselves, you know, when they're on vacation, instead making it about seeking God's face. And there's a difference between seeking God for himself, what I'm calling seeking his face, and seeking his hand when you're asking him to do something for you. So sometimes I think God just wants us to seek him for his own sake because we love him and we're grateful to be on this magnificent planet he created. So anyway, I had done this every year. We'd gone to Florida for several years running. And previous to 2011, the Lord would show me all kinds of things when I would seek him for that special day. And I would fill fill, uh, journals with insights and prayers and scriptures and thoughts. But in 2011, something different happened. Um, Whenever we choose to fast, I think that God pays attention. You know, if we're fasting for the right reasons, if we're fasting, though, just to feel spiritual about ourselves or for pride, um, or out of pride, it probably makes God not very happy. But if we're fasting to hear God better, I really think he notices. So here I was in 2011, praying and fasting. I had all my journals lined up and ready to go. I had the scriptures open and I was asking the same question I had asked in previous years. My prayer always goes something like this. It's like, Heavenly Father, please accept this prayer and my fasting as an offering to you. Please reveal to me what I've been too busy this year to hear from you. Please give me your direction and show me what to focus on until I meet you here again next year. In other words, please tell me what I've missed. So I waited and instead of being guided to a scripture and instead of an insight into something within myself, instead of, you know, writing an inspired prayer, I literally, you guys, I got one single word and that word was heroin. Now keep in mind in 2011, virtually no one was talking about heroin and I myself have never used drugs. I've never even been able to smoke a cigarette successfully. So I had like zero reference for the word heroin. I never have met anyone who used heroin. I didn't know anyone who knew anything about heroin. So I thought I must have misheard God. So I kept praying and asking and nothing came. Morning turned into afternoon, nothing. Afternoon turned into evening, nothing. Absolutely nothing. So normally I do this prayer and fasting day on the last day of my vacation. I like send my family home and I stay one day all by myself. So I was pretty upset that I had missed God on my one opportunity So to me, there was like absolutely no way he was telling me the word heroin. So I called my husband the next morning and I told him about, you know, how disappointed I was. And he asked me, he said, have you had anything weird to eat last night? Like, did you eat pizza or something? Maybe that's what's messing up your spiritual antenna. (laughs) I said, no, I have not had any pizza. 
So then he suggested, I'm so glad he did. He suggested I try again and just change my flight, take a few more days. So I did, I changed my flight to come home two days later. And, um, so the second day came, I did all my spiritual prep again. I got my journals ready, got my Bible laid out and I hit my knees and I prayed. And then I tell you what, I'm telling you the truth. I got the same word again, just one word, one time heroin. And I was so sure this could not be God. I was so troubled because I've always been able to hear his voice. And I just started repenting of everything I could think of, uh, telling God I was sorry for anything I had done that was preventing me from hearing him properly. I remember I like searched all the way back into my childhood, like for to try and find anything I could have done that you know, that I had never made right with him and then asked him to please speak to me on my third and final day. So I woke up my last day there. My bags are mostly packed because I had to catch a plane home in the afternoon. And while I was getting ready, I hadn't even started praying yet. I distinctly felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me to turn on channel 19. And I really thought I was completely losing it. See, when I go to the beach, I never turn on the TV. Like, seriously, why would anyone watch TV while you're at the beach? You have all this amazing nature all around you. So I had, I didn't even know if there was a Channel 19. I had to actually go find the remote to even be able to turn on the TV since we had never used it. So I told God, I said, there better be a Channel 19 (laughs) because if there's not... I'm going to be sure that for some reason I can't hear you anymore. That's going to be really sad because I've always been able to hear you. And I told the Lord, I'm so sorry for whatever I did that's made it so I can't hear you anymore. And again, I just want to emphasize it's not hearing with my ears. It's hearing with my spirit and just knowing what God is saying, having thoughts that I know are his and not my own. So anyway. Back to the story. I walked slowly, slowly towards the TV (laughs) as if I were afraid of it. I can't believe how nervous I was to press even just the power button on the remote, but I finally did. I pressed the power button and then I slowly, you know, typed in 019 and you guys, there was a channel 19. It was like some kind of free to air station, like a, like a public broadcasting kind of channel. And guess what they were having on for two hours? They were having a special show about kids, you know, teens, high schoolers, uh, college age kids and so forth who had overdosed on heroin or methamphetamine. And these were straight A students, like star athletes, good looking kids, intelligent kids. It was completely heartbreaking it shook me to my core. In the show, they literally showed the letters and read out loud the letters that some of these kids had written letters to heroin. And they would call heroin their love. And then they would overdose. And for two hours, I literally sat unmoved on the floor. I was fixed to the TV. And parents shared their stories of losing their most precious children to drug overdose. Just thinking about it, it was like getting to me right now because it was just heartbreaking. And, you know, most of these kids lost their battle uh, that, you know, they didn't start on heroin. They started with prescription drugs. And I was mortified, you know, having two daughters of my own, just imagining them, uh, just imagine imagining losing them because they might get hooked on a pill and then cross over to heroin. 
So in those two hours, I started literally, I was on the floor and I was bawling like a baby as each story would come up on the screen and the pictures of these beautiful kids and the stories from their parents taken out by such a deadly drug. So I instantly received all this empathy for a group of people I previously had literally no concern for. And my heart was changed. And then I wanted to help. And then I actually realized sitting there on the floor, I was like, it really was you. You really did say heroin to me for for days. And you wanted me to do something about it. So, but then I was like, what can I do? I have literally no training in addiction recovery. At the time I was doing a lot of public speaking for business, but not for recovery. But here's the key. Instead of wondering what to do, I asked, I said, Lord, you know, you were talking to me. So now what do I do? I don't know how to help people with heroin problems. And then all of a sudden I remembered a conversation that I was, I wasn't even supposed to be listening to, you know, I have the gift of, uh, what do they call it? Um, oh, eavesdropping. I have the gift of eavesdropping <laughs> or curse, however you want to look at it. But like when I go to a restaurant, I can hear what everybody's saying, not just the person that I'm sitting with, unfortunately. <laughs> so anyway, there was a conversation I remembered that had happened over 20 years prior. This conversation I wasn't even a part of. My husband had had this conversation with one of his friends. And I have never, I had never recalled this conversation since I heard it. But my mind replayed it perfectly as if it were happening in front of me in that instant. And in the conversation my husband had with his friend, his friend, told him about a lady who had gone to Hong Kong somewhere as a missionary and she'd helped all these gang members get set free from heroin addiction by leading them to Christ and then getting them filled with the Holy Spirit. And supposedly when the drug addicts were speaking in tongues, they wouldn't even have withdrawal symptoms from heroin or something to that effect. So I literally Google searched that on my phone from Florida. <laughs> so to this day, it's the longest search I've ever typed in my phone. I typed something like missionary lady goes to Hong Kong, addicts get set free from addiction while speaking in tongues. And <laughs> then I hit search. And literally the first search result that came up was chasing the dragon. Great book by Jackie Pullinger. I totally encourage you to get chasing the dragon by Jackie Pullinger. And it came up again as the number one search. So I like Amazon ordered it, like, so it would be sent to my home waiting for me as soon as I would get home later that day. So the second thing I heard from the Lord in my spirit, I just knew I had the thought, call your sheriff. I'm like, call the sheriff. I never have called the sheriff in my life. So anyway, I called our local sheriff and amazingly, they literally put the sheriff on the phone with no explanation of who I was or what I wanted. So I told our sheriff the entire story I just told you. And then I said, I, then I told him, I said, I don't know if there's any heroin problem where we live, but if there is, I'd like to help. So he was completely silent. I wondered if he was even still on the phone. <laughs> and then I thought he probably thinks I'm crazy talking about hearing God's voice. And then he finally spoke up and said, I believe you. He said, I believe every word you told me. And just so you know, a young man named Tyler Campbell just passed away from heroin overdose and he practically lives in your backyard and his dad is wanting to start an organization to warn kids in school about the link between prescription drugs and heroin and i'm sure he would love your help and he gave me his information 
So I called Tyler's dad, his name is Wayne, and I invited him to my house and I told him the same story. And he was amazed and he invited me that day. All this happened like so fast. Yeah, and he invited me to be a part of his organization, Tyler's Light. And I learned so much, you guys. I was able to actually help him because script writing was one of my skills. I was able to help him write the first script that we used to go into schools and present in the classrooms and assemblies. And I ended up serving as their education director for several years, their marketing director for several years. It was such a, a meaningful time. We saw so many kids eyes open to the danger of prescription drugs and heroin. And I can't even imagine, I can't even calculate how many lives were saved. You know, in the time that I was with Tyler's Light, it went from just a handful of people to a huge team uh, that spoke in over 250 schools in over 10 states to over 150,000 students. And I know the no numbers only kept climbing and grew even after I left. So they have amazing videos and curriculum available on their website tylerslight.com. So you should totally check it out. But the amazing thing is, is that for seven years, I ended up working in the field of addiction and recovery. It was so not in my wheelhouse. So after I left Tyler's Light, I was approached by a different long-term uh, Christian recovery organization, The Refuge, to build their training site for all their staff. I got to systematize and build out their processes, create their training collateral and videos. You know, it was so cool because I had gotten to work um, previously with Kevin Harrington. He's one of Shark Tank's first sharks. And he asked me to direct a video shoot that I was in with him in Clearwater. So it was pretty exciting. But honestly, to be able to use my skills to save kids' lives was so much more exciting. So God has something for you that's so much more exciting than anything you've ever even done before. So just get ready. When you listen to his voice, he's going to take you to places you could have never have dreamed of being. So I think all of us at our core, we want to do something meaningful. This tiny life is so short. We want to do something that can help our fellow man. We want to say thank you to God by doing something that would put a smile on God's face. So to think that I got these incredible opportunities in a field I would have never considered is, well, it's considerable, right? It's worth stopping and taking a look at it and asking the question, what if? What if I had not set aside that one day to fast and pray? What if I would have given up when I thought I couldn't hear God? What if I didn't ask him what to do with the word heroin once I knew it was actually him? So these what ifs are leading me to just, I have four little tips to help you hear from God. I hope they really help you. So first is put your faith in his son. If you have never put your faith in Jesus before, that's your starting point. Pray to Father God and ask him to forgive you for your sins and thank him that he put your sins and your punishment on his own beloved son so that you could be clean, so that you could be free. And then follow him. Really stop doing the things you know aren't right. Start studying the scriptures. Start studying the Bible. And this is going to prepare your spiritual ears. You can't hear from God without spiritual ears. Number two tip, ask the Father to fill you with his Holy Spirit. 
You can have a deposit in your bank account without having a full bank account. And some people have the Holy Spirit who are Christians, but they are definitely not full of him. So ask the Father to saturate you, to completely fill you up with his spirit, to open up your spiritual ears and to give you whatever gifts he deems necessary for you to get his work done. He has a special thing to do through your life. So be open to the miraculous, including things maybe you've never even heard of before, speaking in tongues, gifts of healing, prophecy, and all the others. Number three, set aside time and set aside your belly. So give the Lord time and give yourself a break from focusing on food. The scriptures say that some people's God is their stomach. And I know for me, that can be true. If I have any addiction, it would have to be a food addiction. So when I set food aside, it really costs me something. I really miss it. So when I show God that I care more about him than food, you know, he really shows up. So number four, last up, listen and record. This is listening with your spirit, not your ears. His voice is going to come as thoughts and you're going to learn to differentiate between your own thoughts and his thoughts. Write down whatever he shows you and then ask more questions based on what you've heard and then listen again. So friend, God may take you on a journey that you have never before considered. He may call you into something for which you literally have no experience or training. So those seven years I spent learning about addiction recovery from drugs ended up preparing me to help people out of other addictions like porn addictions. Every single thing in your life is supposed to be a stepping stone to prepare you for what or who is next. So take these four steps and let me know. I would love to hear what God is saying to you. I can't wait to hear your story. So email me at clearpathwithrosana at gmail.com. And here's the crazy part. Today, July 28th, This is the anniversary of Tyler's passing. It's 12 years to the date. And I don't think there are any accidents here. 12 is a significant biblical number. You know, there were 12 disciples, 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 stones on the ephod breastplate, and the number 12 and its multiples pervade the book of Revelation from start to finish. So what's God saying through this number today? You know, I didn't realize the date. The Lord showed me last week to talk about this story today. I planned to talk about it, but I had no idea that I would be spreading the story of Tyler's life of Tyler Campbell and his dad, Wayne, who took the pain of losing his own son and he turned it into a blessing that would save so many sons and daughters. It reminds me of our heavenly father who gave his only son for all of us. You know, when we used to speak in the schools, I would go and speak with us in the schools with Wayne sometimes. And I could tell, I would look at Wayne's face and I could tell he felt the pain of his son's death every time. Even though he was smiling and showing great love and care to the students, hoping his message would save their lives. You know, I wonder if God the Father in heaven feels a little pain every time he thinks of how his only son suffered for us. You know, when we're not thankful and living in gratitude for his great sacrifice. You know, today, friend, I am so thankful 
And I hope you are too, that Jesus took my guilt and wore my shame. He is the greatest elder brother, warrior king, sacrificial lamb, and lover of my soul. And it's a privilege to serve him. However, and wherever, regardless of if it's an idea you or I have ever even thought about before. So may you hear his voice in new ways this week, starting today, as you walk on the clear path.